Guess what? Welcome back. Monroe Martin. Yo, wait. You recording now, already? You was recording that? Yeah. That's how you said it. What is that? The, the, the bongos or the kungas? I got the big old djembe. Djembe. I didn't even think about that one. Where'd you get? Did you buy it or did you get it when you were like when the resort or something? No, like, how did you I acquire it? it? I bought it at a, like a... I forget what the store was. It was somewhere in uh, New Hope. Somewhere in, in, in uh, you know, just a little small marketplace. Yeah. One of those, one of those places. Well, you know, some, 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 uh, some, some people from, from a different country uh, haggling over price with me, that kind of thing. Yeah. Did they, did you get it for the price though? Did yeah, you get I think so. How much I you think, got it for? I, think, I don't, I don't remember now. Uh, this, this was, this was probably 2000, $2,017. Uh, they might have, $2,017 might have been different than uh, $2,023. Oh, I, some reason I thought you said it was $2,017. No, was no, like, no. What? No, no, I was saying it, it, it was that version of currency. That year's version of currency might have been different than the current year that we're in. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I get what you're saying. I was like, two thousand and seventeen dollars. No, no, man, I, I, I don't. I'm think, like, they uh, definitely got over on you, but I, I think I, yeah. they would have saw me coming from a mile away if I paid yeah. two thousand seventeen dollars for a djembe. Dude, like, look at this idiot. Look How me. often do you play it? Do you did you start playing it again because of the podcast? He was like, yo, I got to figure out a use for this. Or, or do you walk around the house like I'm... I, I, I got it for the podcast. I got it. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, I had a smaller one that I used to beat before each episode. Yeah. Do, you, do you, did I do that when we? Did I don't think episode? you. Did, I don't think you did it. I I wasn't uh, special enough where I got I got the Jimbe episode. Everybody else got Jimbe, and you were just like, nah. Everybody. It must have been. It must have been you not being special somehow. Yeah, like, turn oh. around. Come on. I want I want you to have I want you to have healthier self-worth than that. You yeah. you know I love you, Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. No, I'm fucking with you. But yeah, uh, I bring it I bring it to the ring with me. I play before my matches and stuff. Um wait till so you back wrestling. Because there was oh, yeah. a time where you took a break. You told I think the last time we I did your podcast, you said you took a break. So you back. I I I said, I said, I said a break was happening. I advertised the break. I okay. advertised the break to all my friends and all my family and everybody who loves me. I was like, all right, I, I listen to you guys. Here I go. You know what? I'm finishing out my dates that I've got for the summer. And then I'm mm -hmm. stepping away. And then I never stepped away. <laughs> so I, I didn't come back to wrestling. I never left. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. You can't leave what you love, man. You love it too much, so I get it. In my heart, in my heart, uh, I I was gonna step away, and then I just didn't. Man, what's the? Uh, do you mind me asking? Where, where are you? Are you riding it to the wheels fall off, or do you have like a, a destination in mind? I I know that every time I do it, 
it's it's moments. I'm creating moments mm-hmm. not only for me, but for who I'm working with and the and the fans in the building. So yeah. it's more about me having uh, those impressions that like last forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's I don't really have I don't really have a set goal or destination, but I think as long as I continue to have fun with it and I continue to be healthy and I continue to uh, be able to contribute in a way that's uh, that's moving the business forward. Yeah. Like the entire industry. I want to be, I want to be somebody who uh, like when uh, this sounds so dumb, but when I, when a, when a younger talent works with me or like a less experienced talent works with me, they'll mm-hmm. feel like it, it was a wealth of knowledge they got from the experience and, uh, and made, yeah. it made them better. So if I can, if I can make talents better and then those talents can go off and do WWE and like, you know, do match, have their WrestleMania moments and matches at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then, and then like, maybe, maybe bring me backstage. And, uh, is WrestleMania the, is not, I'm a fan of WWE, but is that the, the goal for many, especially if like new Japan is big and then AEW now is big. And then all these other, uh, independent circuits is it is is wwe still the top because i feel like you can wrestle wrestle like i don't feel like you can wrestle in wwe not you meaning like wwe is a show right Right. so they stay away from a lot of things and then like these other promotions like they go hard because they're like yo we fucking wrestle like, I love WWE. I love it. I watch all the pay-per-views and shit. But I still look at it as, like, well, this is this is a show. Like, there's SNL, and then there's still, like, other sitcom shit, like, sitcom things, right? There's still Mad TV. There's still all these other... There's still the internet. There's still all these other things that... Yeah. So I'm like, is WWE still the end-all, be-all? For people, um, for a lot of people, it's got it's the it's the only thing that's the major leagues. Everything else is pretending. Everything so AEW is, isn't the major leagues. I mean, they're the major leagues only because they they have TV and and they and they uh, run in arenas. But like, mm. they, they 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 ain't doing nothing, you know. <laughs> like mm. like I, yeah. I mean, I mean they're there and it's great that they're there. I mean anybody would want to go there. But yeah, uh, it doesn't sound like it's a humongously pleasant place to be. Oh, you know some people. Okay, um, uh, you know some things. You know some things. Look, I ain't gonna ask no more questions. <laughs> no, man. You you can ask me all the questions you want. But okay, so WWE, like I think I think like okay, like think about it like this. Like if you got. If you got a Showtime special versus if you mm. got an HBO special, yeah, like that kind of thing, like uh, or a Netflix special, okay, like which one would you rather have? Out of all three, yeah, <laughs> do more people have HBO than Netflix? Because I would take HBO if more people had HBO over Netflix. No man, HBO wasn't isn't what it used to be back. Yeah, but HBO was still like. I feel like with so Netflix is new. I can't I can't worship something that came about. I've seen the inceptions of Netflix. 
Meaning, like, I can't be crying for a Netflix special when I was just, like, literally, what, 10, 12 years ago, I was fucking renting DVDs, trying to Netflix and chill, trying to fuck a girl, and now I'm like, this is the end-all, be-all. Like, I don't have that. I never watch comedy on Netflix as much as I was when I was watching it on HBO. So Netflix seems more of a thing for the audience, Mm-hmm. To validate me more than it would be for me personally. Good. Good. Me personally, I would want HBO, but I know more people would be like, "Yo, Netflix." So right. I get what well, you're that, saying. That would that would maybe that would maybe affect your draw more if you yeah. if you if you did a Netflix special. Like more people would know who you were. And well, I'll say this: there are way more Netflix specials than there are HBO specials, and every I I would say. Every single person who has an HBO special is a draw. Not everybody who has a Netflix special is a draw. Well, there yeah. was a time where Netflix shot out hundred specials one year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What if What if you did an a, a Amazon Prime Video special? If they paid for it, if it was actually an Amazon Prime, I would do it. But if I had to shoot it and then put it up myself, probably not, because Amazon will push it. If if you got if you got offered a special like, and they said like you gotta you gotta you gotta be ready for it in a month. Mm-hmm. You're shoot, we're shooting it in a month. Do you have enough already? Like do you have yeah. Do you have that stuff in in the in the canon? Yeah, because I've never recorded. I've never done a special before. I've been doing comedy for about what 15, 16 years, I think now. So. I at least got 10 years of experience where I've built up material and the TV experiences that I've had only showcased maybe 30 minutes tops of my material. So when I do the road, I'm still doing shit that I probably have never said on TV before. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's like the the tried and true. Like you already know that you already know that like it's a it's a given that you'll get a good pop for it. Yeah, but if if they were like, "Yo, I thought you was gonna ask if somebody if a network came to me, I would go to HBO immediately." That would probably be the dumb move because like like maybe more people do have it. Maybe. I'll go to HBO immediately, but maybe more people do have Netflix. Here's the thing, though. You can't watch. I remember being in Canada and you could and I couldn't watch content that I would watch back home in Canada. So does it still have the same amount of reach? Like, does it have to be a, a like a pretty big special for it to be promoted to other countries? Well, well, uh, the, I think. I think that the 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 setup has changed. I think the idea of streaming platforms mm-hmm. is way different than uh, channels like it used yeah. to be. Like, um, I think if 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 you do something on HBO, which mm-hmm. is now called Max, it's not even called HBO anymore, but it would be on the streaming. Not two different things. So HBO still exists. Max just separated. So Max is the Max is like a CBS thing, or whoever owns what you call it. So HBO proper is still around. HBO oh. still does their thing. They just said fuck the whole streaming thing, and now there's the Max, which is I can I I don't want to use the wrong word, but I guess the hub of all CBS shit. 
right? That's why you're getting all these documentaries and Food Network shows and all that stuff come down there. Just like treat it like a peacock, like or like a Paramount Plus. Do they do they have any comedy specials? Let's get some. Let's get some. Paramount Plus has Comedy Central. Okay, there you go. But Comedy Central doesn't push. Comedy Central doesn't let people know, like, oh, after the fact, after we air the special, shoot over to Paramount Plus to watch it. Do you think that you think that Comedy Central is to comedy what MTV is to music videos? Uh, they were at one point, meaning uh, I'm I saying, don't know like, what you mean like by they that. Don't do it. They don't do comedy anymore. Like they don't do stand. Like it's not really a priority to them. Like it once was. The same way. Yeah, you, you I don't understand that. Priority. Yeah, I don't understand that. I feel like Comedy Central could have been the biggest comedy network ever because the that the hub of comedy. They have everybody's specials. Everybody's first special they have. They should just be replete, just having those shits on repeat. But for some reason, they play The Office and other shows they've never paid for. That's the only thing that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, you didn't produce it. Comedy Central didn't produce it, and they didn't. And it's a syndication. So I'm like, y'all should be airing your original content along with specials. Most of the comics that I like today, I've met them through Comedy Central. Just right. watching them on Comedy yeah. Central. Comedy Central doesn't do that no more. They they should be able to air specials like The Box. That's who Comedy Central should be. <laughs> it should be The Box. Remember yeah, where it was just fun. fucking playing okay. music video? It should just be spe- after this special goes off, here's a new special coming up. Here's another special coming up. They get Black History Month. They could fucking... Just do everybody special. They can have a new special, not a new special, but they can air a different special every fucking day. Oh, like yeah. Fucking Asian Appreciation Month. Like they can have, yeah. they can have the game on lock when it comes yeah. to stand up comedy because they had so much talent come through there. They do, mm-hmm. but they put it online on YouTube and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, like I, I, I. Kind of feel like there should be a com a stand up comedy channel that's yeah. like on all cable networks. That yeah. is the Comedy Central, Comedy Central stand up, like yeah, twenty four hours, twenty four hour comedy. You yo, but now it ain't gonna happen now because right TV's dying. Like the 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 sitting down and watching TV. Everybody's we're watching streaming now, right? Like everything recorded is recorded. Or recorded shit, on-demand stuff. So I don't know if it can happen. And they're losing to the internet. Yeah. Well, like, sometimes what I do is um, I'll I'll go on to Peacock. And -hmm. you know how they have channels? Yeah. I'll go and just put on whatever is on the WWE channel and just watch that and have that on. But that's what they can do. That's what I'm saying. Like They can do that for Just a little hub. Just a little John that just says... I think, let me see if Paramount actually does it, because I have Paramount Plus. But they can do a thing that just says Comedy Central stand-up hub and have everything they've ever done in the stand-up world. Not even just their shows. Not even just their their their, their comedy shows. Just stand-up alone. Yeah, no no comedy movies, no comedy shows. No. Just, just stand-up. Like, it would be cool if they did one that was, like, all sketches, 
all mm-hmm. comedy movies, if they, they separated it that way and had those like individual channels. Yeah. Like, cause bro, <laughs> have you watched on Netflix? There's a, a, a sketch comedy show called, I think you should leave. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, what's his face? I forget his Tim, name. Tim, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah, so man, I'm being no, I'm looking at uh Peacock right now. So nah. Not Peacock, Paramount Plus. I wasn't logged in. So I had to go through all this shit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's too much trouble. You get mm-hmm. logged out of something, you're like, all right, I don't I don't have I don't have guess I'm not subscribed to that no more. I would have rather cancel my subscription than to go through yeah. the whole process of <laughs> oh, logging back in. in. And they're like, scan this code or type in these letters and, or go to this computer. You got to pull up two different fucking devices just to log into something on your TV. I'm like, fuck that. I don't have it no more. What first world problems? Yes, very. I'm <laughs> like, I don't have that shit. I don't have Peacock no more. I guess I don't pay for it no more. Guess I'm going to cancel that subscription. Once, once they log me out, it's done. <laughs> you, you lost one. You lost me. Do you have do you have any words or uh, phrases that somebody could use that would offend you? Do you? Is there anything at all that somebody could do or say that would offend you, like deeply? Deeply, no, because they gotta know you, right? Mm-hmm. It's gotta know me to to well, really not, get just, under my just skin. Surface, then not super deep, but just surface. Like, is, is there something that comes up and you're like? Oh, that that just really that hit me in a way I didn't want it to hit me, and uh, I don't know. Right off the top of my head, no. Okay, it is not. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm I'm in my my head is in the clouds most of the time. I'm in my own little world. Yeah, it, you're high you know? up there, man. Not, yeah, not, not not a lot of people are breathing that same air. Yeah, no, like. <laughs> but I for for like like an example, this is this is a, a very surface thing, and it's it only has happened a few times. But when people people talk to me about somebody they know who's in the sport of wrestling, in amateur uh, wrestling, or in collegiate wrestling, and they go, "Oh yeah, he's a wrestler, an actual wrestler." If they if they word they it that, that way, to you, they say yeah. that to you, yeah. Oh, my they call friend. him an actual wrestler, or right. they call you an actual wrestler. No, they call him an actual wrestler. Because but you're that, an actual wrestler because that's that's actual wrestling, and what I uh, do is make believe wrestling, uh, or uh, or not actual. It's fake. Uh, but so, y'all get hurt. Right. The the, the physic the the fights aren't fake. The right. the, so, the storyline is. So just just want to say in in the very rare case, I think. I'm going to make a public service announcement right now. Okay. In the very rare case that you meet a professional wrestler, because mm-hmm. we're kind of rare. You're not, not everyone's going to meet one every day. Don't yeah. refer to somebody who's in amateur wrestling, who's in collegiate wrestling, who's in the sport of wrestling, Olympic wrestling. Don't refer to them as an actual wrestler when you're talking to a professional wrestler, because that is some ignorant ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just, I, I forgive you without like I'm not I'm not I'm not offended to the point where I'm mad at you, but uh-huh. I'm like, bro, you suck. Like I automatically go like, 
I associate you with somebody who sucks now. Like, do I, they? Did they do that? Do you think they do that on purpose, or is it just like no? They, they ignorance. Just, it's 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 ignorance. It's just searching mm. for because they don't they don't have the they don't have the capacity. Okay. To to, to like zoom out of uh, their own. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just the, the that's the first word that pops in their head. And I, I can't get I can't get too upset about it, but I automatically am like <sighs> you want to show them you want to fucking chop them on the chest? And I, yeah. and I, Do you I'll, use I'll wrestling moves during real fights? Have I? Yeah. Yeah, what you do? What, uh, you do like a chop? You're like, what the fuck? What do you do? You suplex I've done, some, I've done some chops in real fights. STOs, man. I do. I love an STO. I love What's throwing some elbows. It's like a, it's like a rock bottom, but you sweep the foot and yeah, them down the ground. You go down with them, and this move in the street fight, or you just push them down. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, well, sometimes you'll go down like with this. them. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you guide them down to the floor. Yeah. STO, wow! I never heard of that. Like, like Batista. Yeah, you know his Batista move was called the STO. I always thought that was just a like a ripoff of the Rock Bottom or like another variation of the Rock Bottom. Well, the Rock Bottom is more doing. like a lift, a lift and go, and the STO is more like a trip. Oh, okay, all right. all right. I don't know what STO stands for. Maybe. Maybe they maybe they meant to call it stop and they ran out of peas. Yeah, S T O. So you don't think the rock bottom is like an inverted choke, not an inverted, but a, like a, a a different variation of a choke slam? Like oh, they're not totally. grabbing you, but yeah, yeah. you still like gripping you up like this in the sense. Yeah, yeah, like it's this. like yeah, it's instead of doing this, you're yeah. you're gripping their whole underneath their arm and up here. So it's like you're yeah. getting the. It's I think. But an STO can work in real life. The rock bottom can't because in order for the rock bottom to work, they have to jump up with you. Or you're going to be pulling all, you're going to be pushing all their weight in the air. Then you still got to like what? Trip the back of their foot just to get their body to go down. Where STO, you're just like, bang. Yeah. 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 So one is theatrics and one is an actual move, right? Don't say actual. Don't say actual. No, man, I didn't mean actual. I didn't mean actual. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, look, we don't know the rock. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I think you know, uh but I mean my finisher is like a is a is a rock bottom into a backbreaker, like that variation. Uh how so, do you get that? How do you make that happen? So the same so, way with the the wrapped over mm-hmm. arm, yeah, but then like I'll grab them by the back of their pants or something and pick them straight okay. up. And yeah. down on the knee. Oh, and that don't hurt your knee? No. I was always afraid of it being something that would hurt my knee. Like, I was, especially if, if the person I was going to be working with is bigger than me. Yeah. But I've done it so many times. I've been doing it now for 10 years or something. But how do you brace for that? You're, you're slamming someone's entire body on your, on your thigh and kneecap area. How does it not break? How do you not fuck your <laughs> knee up and fuck up some tendons? It's it's so immediate. You know what I mean? Like it's a bounce right off. Okay. So it's not like they're landing on my knee and 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 then like, go ah! in there. Yeah. It's like boom. It's like it's the immediate thing of it. So it. it okay. Yeah, I, 
I was at, I was absolutely afraid of it hurting my knee for the first few years I was doing it. Okay. But, uh, I, I let that go because, uh, I, I had to believe in myself. <laughs> Who taught you that move? Or is it something you came over with? Somebody was like, yo, you should try this and do it like this. I'll teach you. Or were you no like, one yo, this it was just something I thought I'd do. And uh, I don't, yeah. I just, because the thing was, any finisher that you ever do in wrestling, mm -hmm. you want to make sure it's somebody you could hit on anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have a move where I have to pick somebody up over my head and throw them around and stuff because you can't pick up everybody. Yeah. But like, I can mostly get everybody over my knee. I can mostly get everybody. Yeah. How tall are you? I'm six foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're tall enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a young, I'm not a small, I'm not a small fry. Yeah. I'm not a tall fry like you. So have you ever had to do the move with somebody my size? Like as tall as me? No. No. no? I don't think so. I'm six five. Yeah, I, I did it on uh, Chuck Payne. Chuck Payne, Chuck Payne. I don't I know. I think he's six five, something. I have done it. Is he is he skinny or is he like probably? Uh, he's he's beefy. He's a beefy boy. Yeah, was it? So did you defeat him with it? No, no, no. You couldn't was, defeat him. It, was, with it? it wasn't a match. It was like a it was like a segment or something. It wasn't even. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, uh, you I just had to, say, to hit him with it, but. Get well soon. Shout outs to Chuck Payne. He's uh, going through some medical issues. Get well Shout soon, Chuck Payne. Get well soon, Chuck. What's the what's the best move? What's your favorite move to be put into? My favorite move to get put into? Yeah, like if you're wrestling somebody and they do a move that you're like, yo, this shit is so sick. I love being a part of it. You know how people sold the rock bottom and sold... The goddamn Stone Cold Stunner, where they just couldn't wait. Where they just like, ah, ah, like, what's your move where you like, yo, I can't wait to fucking have this happen to me. Uh, I, dude, I have those. I know that I do. I just can't yeah. think of them at the very moment. Uh, give me a minute. Let me think about okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I, I'm, I really, I don't, I don't mind a, it's sometimes I like a reminder that I'm strong enough to pick somebody up and throw them around. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I never was like the first, mm -hmm. the first like chunk of my wrestling career. I never was able to like pick anybody up. I was too weak. So you're a high flyer. So how would you, were you like AJ Styles where you're just jumping off of shit and kicking or what was your, how'd you make up for that? If you weren't picking people up and throwing them around? I, you know, I, I would, I would like, I would do slams. So I would pick people yeah. up and slam them, but not like, not like, like have somebody up, you know, like, like an overhead like, press and shit. Right. Like I never, yeah. never was able to do anything like that. Okay. So whenever I do anything where it's like, Oh, I can pick this person up. Like I yeah. love, I love being able to like kind of proving that to myself. Okay. So I, I like, um, do you know what a tornado DDT is? A tornado DDT is no shit. It's, it's, like, it's not the one where you twist, right? That's no, like the, you know what I'm talking about. Where they corkscrew backbreaker or corkscrew neckbreaker. Okay, like, all right. No, I don't know what that. So, so like a tornado DDT is like when someone grabs you, like they're gonna DDT you, and then they run up the ropes and then spin around. And I like that. That's a cool move. So like doing that, I I I don't I like that. I'm like 
I'll be able to hold the person up and be like, whoa, we're gonna do yeah. a couple re- <laughs> we're gonna do a couple revolutions on this one. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. So all right, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, that is cool. Cause you're spinning because you're spinning around and then you gotta time it right to like get off your feet and take the do you spike it? Like, do you go directly on the top of your head and sell it, or do you just it depends on the wrestler? No, I don't I don't do the spike. I no. I, I'm not I'm not RVD, man. <laughs> <laughs> he he's got a he's got a steel neck, I think. He got like neck problems, right? No. I imagine he would. Look at how he's been taking that spike DDT for Dude, he used to come to comedy shows. He used to come to this comedy club called LOL Comedy Club in Times Square. He came like mm-hmm. twice. Never spoke to him, but I was like, because I didn't want to nerd out with too many people. I was like, fuck it. Sorry, but right there. Why wouldn't you want to nerd out, man? What, what are you? What are you scared of? <laughs> no, what I wasn't you, scared. It was just no. Like, there were no other wrestling fans there, so no. Like to, to the other comics, that. to the other comics, they're just like, who? Why is he so excited over fucking this fat John Claude Van Dam? Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like John Claude Van Dam, but like bigger. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think uh, if 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 I'm at a place, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say I'll put myself in Rob Van Dam's shoes. Uh, not to say that I'm 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 in those shoes, but let's yeah. say I'm someone of that 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 level, and mm-hmm. I go to a show and nobody knows who I am. If one of the comedians that I just saw comes out and knows who I am, and are like talking to me about me, and I just yeah. watch them kill it. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm buzzing. Well, I'm see, buzzing. then that's the thing. Uh, LOL Comedy Club was a terrible comedy club, in the sense of like, you, like I I'm grateful that I was able to go there and really work shit out. But after a while, things started to fall apart, and it was like one of those type moments where you didn't even want to be seen there. Where if you went to that club, you fucking duck out real quick. What? Why was so, it so bad? What made it so bad? Even know, man. I think it was just that he didn't care about the comics at all. So he treated you more like he he treated you like a like you worked there as like a, a server versus a stand up comic who was just coming in to get some time and work on their craft and shit. Like even a green room was like hot and smelly. It wasn't really a green room. Like I I went to. I was at that club from the from its inception when it bounced around and it started off as just like a comedy club and one of those rental spaces like where people do Pilates and fucking uh, like had like you were perform in front of a glass mirror with like a bar pole in the middle. Remember those? <laughs> like a ballet. Like yeah, a ballet. shit like that. So I remember it from there until they actually got a location where they actually like had chairs and the stage and shit. But they just stopped treating comics right, and then they didn't want to go up on the money. And then you get your money a week later, and it's just like, nah, this don't make no sense. Comedy ain't a job. Comedy's so a passion. Like, like uh, it seems, it seems like what, in wrestling we would call that a, a carny promoter, uh, uh, some old, old expired ass, like yeah. not, not teaching, not like treating your talent like their actual talent, and treating them like you're doing them a favor. Yeah. I, I really, I really despise when people try to take away the, your hard work mm-hmm. by acting like you wouldn't have your hard work had they not given you the platform to do it. Yeah. And, 
and that's no, that's that's shitty, man. I yeah. I it made me it made me dislike the word opportunity for a really long time. Yeah, because because people just want to get over on you. People want to go. And they disguise it as an opportunity. Right. They go. Oh, yeah. well, you know, uh, we don't we don't offer we don't offer jobs. We offer opportunities. Like I that's it. so basically yeah. basically every word everything I do and everything I do to build my name up. None of that means anything if you hadn't given me the opportunity. Like yeah. that, you're canceling all my workout. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you giving me the gift of. Come on, yeah. get over yourself. See, I don't think that he was like that. I just think he's getting give a shit because he comedy is in his world. He didn't start the comedy club because he was passionate about comedy. He started it because he was like, oh, this is a good business opportunity. Where comedy is a very, it's a turnkey business. All you need is a sound system, a spotlight, and some desperate people who want to tell jokes. And people coming in, they, they got money from the street team. So he had to make all his money from drinks, right? Because the street team keeps all the money. Or at least they give like a, a, a little kickback, right? Because the mm -hmm. people in Times Square, they're selling the tickets for however much they want. And sometimes they'll sell them for $10 or sell them for 50 or whatever, right? So then when they get to the club, the club has to scrap that and be like, well, we ain't making no, we didn't make no money off the tickets. So now we got to hit them over the head for drinks and shit like that. So they, in his mind, he was just... Barkers, but the Barkers were like, were like selling them. So they yeah, weren't, they like, weren't comics out. and stuff like that. Yeah, no, 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 not they at all. Buy these tickets. Yeah, they were just buy, going around, buy these tickets, comedy show, and they have a sheet full of comics that had never performed at that comedy club. And they're like, here's the people you're going to see tonight. And then those people get there and they're not going to see any of those people. If they're lucky, they'll see somebody on the rise. You know what I mean? They'll see a comic right. who's like about to break or about to do some dope shit. But they're rarely going to see uh, a big comic. I think Bill Burr had a story there where Bill Burr went to the club because... He was like, they were, they were advertising my face. So I wanted to just pop in and, you know, do some time. And I think the dude just didn't let him on. It was like, nah, I'm a girl before and treated him like a regular person. So he Who doesn't even have, yeah, he don't even have his, he doesn't even have his knowledge of comedy. He doesn't know what's going on in the thing. So I can't really fault him. He's just like, yo, I just, there's a room. This is the cheapest thing to put in the room. It's either karaoke or comedy. Right. Karaoke is you know, cheaper than comedy, I'm sure. Karaoke is Yeah, you sell more drinks doing karaoke. And and also you don't have to pay nobody. You don't gotta pay nobody. Except they for the, 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 the yep. yep. or whatever. I think I'll do that. If I if I buy some property, I'm gonna definitely just invest in a karaoke spot. Never run out of money. Probably probably people ain't really doing karaoke like oh. that. There should be a bar specifically for karaoke seven days a week. You never been to Koreatown. How often you come to New York, dude? I'm I'm there for the reasons I'm there, and then I go. Like oh. I was there, I was there this weekend for a wedding. I was there. Um, I was in Brooklyn on Saturday. Nah, nah, fucking K Town. There's some spots where karaoke is every night, every night, seven days a week. They got specials and everything. Karaoke corral. Karaoke. <laughs> I I work at a I work at a bar. Mm -hmm. I worked last night. 
um, they had a karaoke night. And I, dude, this kid, he does every Wednesday, every Wednesday he comes in and he does every Eminem song he knows. He does every, oh my God, he does, he does, he does Forgot About Dre. He mm -hmm. does My Band. He does. And then, and then, and on the name of my band. That's probably my yeah. least favorite Eminem song. Yeah. And but I love Eminem. <laughs> Yeah. But my favorite part is the my salsa makes all the pretty girls want to dance. <laughs> That's not the best part of that. Song. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. But, but then uh then he does he does LL Cool J, Mama's gonna knock you out. Uh and he does just a just a bunch of songs that like like dude, we watched you do this last week. We watched you do it the week before. Like who are you doing this for? <laughs> He sounds like he's uh, practicing. Look, that's what I do. When I used to go to karaoke, when me, all my friends, all the comics, we used to go to do karaoke, we had our go-to songs. Every week, we did our go-to. And that shit was lit, though. That shit was like a party. We would do, we would do Roses by um, Outkast. That's usually what we... Uh, I think we either open with Roses, we were open with Roses, and then we would close with either... Reggie doing I Believe I Can Fly or Derek doing Purple Rain, but he does his own, own rendition. But you got to have your go-to songs in karaoke. What cracks me up is the kid when he's doing, when he's doing, he does like Stan. He does, mm -hmm. uh, every time he's What's doing. Y'all got way too much Eminem. Too, too much. Y'all got way too much in it. You only supposed to have the hits. And he does, and he has the real Slim Shady. He does that yeah. too. Uh, but every time he's doing it, he's like, and he's doing this hand motions, like, yeah. like Emmett doing all that shit. And I always laugh and I always just picture him doing a uh, 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 holler back girl. Like, yeah. like switch it up, do something new. And like, Heard that you were talking shit and you didn't think that I would hear it. <laughs> but maybe he wants to be a rapper. He just doesn't have the, the, the confidence. Maybe he's practicing. Yes. Is he a young dude or an older dude? I can't tell. I, I mean, mm. he might be my age. I don't know. Damn. He, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Let that man live. Let that man and take some of that Eminem off the damn carrier. It's supposed to be pop songs and uppity shit. Yeah. He's singing no. Stan. He's singing. <laughs> That is the girl we're wondering why. Are you singing that? That karaoke? Come on now. There's there is some sad ass songs at karaoke. Yeah, hey, get that shit out of here. Oh, karaoke is supposed to be fun, man. What are you doing? It's supposed to be up. And if you sing sad songs, it's like ballads. That's the rules. Sad songs are supposed to be ballads. Well, I think um a good karaoke song is maybe um, maybe uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive" or something. Uh, Which one is that? What song is that? It's like, it's like Bon Jovi. I'm a cowboy on a yeah. steel horse. I ride. I ain't never heard that song in my life. Uh, you about to play it? Oh, I did. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. Oh. I'm not about to get. I'm not about to get no copyright strikes on my YouTube. Yeah. But, I, dude, I'm not. I'm not good at singing it. So I'm not good at singing at all. 
I um a lot of times people will be like, I'll, I'll say like, here, here's the song. This is the song that's stuck in my head and I'll start singing it. And they'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I play I'm it. And they're not, like, oh, yeah. that song. I'm you like that too. Hey, at least my, my wife does that, but I don't think she'll ever agree with anything I say. Cause I think I got, I think I got a really good ear for music. If I hear, I can hear like two notes. You can do this. You can be like, and I'd be like, oh, are you playing such and such? And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm that type of person. And I can hum something, but to her, she'd be like, that ain't what it, that ain't what it sound like. And I'm like, that's exactly what it sounds like. So if I was like, you should be able to go, are you singing Eminem? But her, she wouldn't say that. She'd be like, what are you singing? What is that? Is that Dido? Is that Dido? Is it? Her name was Dido? It wasn't Ditto? No, I'm pretty sure it was Dido. Oh, I owe that lady an apology. I always thought her name was Ditto. <laughs> I promise you I thought her name was Ditto. I think Ditto would be spelled with T's. I think it would be D-I-T-T-O would be Ditto. Oh, I thought she was being cool about it. Oh, I thought she, she was like, you know what I mean? She was just she was just funking it up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought she was just like, yo, I'm trying. I got a, a, a song with Eminem because I'm street. Um, you know what I mean? My name is Ditto, but I do two D's instead of two T's. <laughs> my name is Dido. That didn't make no sense. Is that her real name? <laughs> Are you sure? No, I, don't ever, I don't think anyone's ever had this kind of conversation on yeah. any podcast ever about, about <laughs> if Dido was her real name. Somebody, somebody debunked that. I'm listening now. How do you, um how you pronounce it? So tell me about dude. Uh, I got I got I got real psyched for you when I saw that you had uh, started your own. Like I saw the the art for your podcast. I saw like that you started posting ones where you're playing video games and stuff. I thought it was real yep. rad that you had um that you had uh. uh Rory Wood Jr. on there. and Yo, yo. I'm having a good time. So the name of the podcast is called Public Property. And what I do is I play video games with my guests. And we just talk shit about growing up. I ask some very specific questions about their childhood. So I'll ask, like, oh, what type of shoe did your mom beat you with? Not a shoe. What item did you get hit with? Did, did, when you got hit, was it in the face? It was the body shots and stuff like that. So I asked questions just to try to figure out if people were abused or not and if they had shitty childhoods and if they should be in foster care like mine. And the name of the podcast, Public Property, right here. So basically at the end of the podcast, I try to determine if the person I was talking to is should be public property or not. So should they have grown up in foster care just like me? And so far, a couple of guests I've had on I'm like, yo, we would have been, we'd have been roommates in foster care because your parents were terrible. Is is it like, so it's uh, fun. like always the are you garbage kind of thing? Like, uh, like where it's like I would say a little different because um, they ask what is theirs? They ask the audience, right? Like they ask audience <laughs> members and I, shit. I only checked out like the beginning when he first started doing them. Yeah, like, and I think I had him on here, and we were talking mm -hmm. about it, and. He was asking me questions, and he's like, "These are the kinds of questions we ask." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And uh, we had some similar. I was, I would think his, their, not his, because 
it's two people. Right, right. I think theirs is a little bit more far along than mine is, and like they have oh, yeah. a culture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they have like a whole culture, but yeah, they have like a, they have like a, a established thing that they've been doing. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I just need mine is more. I just need an excuse to play video games during the day and talk to other comedians and entertainers. Not even entertainers, just people who are killing it in their respective fields. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I would say I am not killing it. I would say that I'm injuring <laughs> it at least. You're injuring it at least? You can, how often do you get injured? No, I'm not. I don't ever get injured. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, don't jinx yourself. Don't jinx yourself. You do yoga. Like, how do you minimize? Is that your jinx, Jimbe? So you beat it when you don't want to be jinxed? So, no, that was, I was just hitting on the desk, but. Oh, okay. I can hit on the Jimbe also. <laughs> Wait, so what is your method to not being injured? Do you do yoga a lot? You stretch a lot? You doing that no. DDP yoga? Nah, man. I just... just... <laughs> I did that shit that man. I was doing DDP yoga uh, uh, at Were the beginning of the yoga? pandemic. Yeah, I did it during the beginning of the pandemic. you remember Richie Redding? That sounds super familiar. Uh, Richie Redding is a... To me, he's a Philly comic, but he's from Jersey. But he, he, I know him from Philly. He started in Philly, but he's from Jersey. But I always call him a Philly comic, Philly boy. Uh, he put me on to it because he was doing yoga. And I was like, you do yoga? He's like, yeah, but I do DDP yoga. That shit really worked. And I'm like, what? Really? And he gave me uh, a disc. And that shit. It's like I do regular yoga now, but DDP, he was killing it. You never did DDP yoga? I, I started it, man. I, I got right. the I got the DVDs mm-hmm. and I started doing it like the first week. And I was like, I want to lift weights again. Uh, I was just, I, I, just the best. I get a certain satisfaction from lifting weights that I can't yeah. get from other things that aren't that. No, I get that. I definitely get that. Uh, lifting weights and yoga that aren't, I don't think. They're the same thing. I like yoga just because it's like I don't know. I'm a big dude. I wake up in the morning, my hips are tight, fucking shoulder hurt. Like it felt like I got to put myself back together. So I'll do yoga and then I'll either run. I need to start running again because that was the be- that was probably the best I've ever felt in my life. Like the like running and then losing that weight from running and then I just felt lighter and then quicker. Like I could, you ever just juke somebody just to, to make sure you still got it? Like you just do that. You just like jab step people. I would do that shit. You know, you'd be in the airport, right? You'd be in the airport and somebody's like walking towards you and y'all doing this, but you can be a little bit, you'd be like, fucking get out of the way. Hold on. Ah, oh, shit. Let me, I got to let my wife in in the house. I didn't know she would get back this quick. Hold on. Sorry. All right. All right. Everybody now. Everybody, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for hanging. I just want to say, appreciate you. Appreciate the currency of your effort. If, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button and follow and subscribe all those fun cool things that that seem like they're unreal things to say but uh i really truly mean them uh i i'm ready for this to be my job 
Uh, it is your job, regardless if you want it to be or not. This is what you're sitting here doing at yeah. uh, 523. This is what I put my love into. This is what I put my heart into. This is a, this is, this is, I, I'm thankful for this as, as a platform, regardless mm -hmm. if, uh, regardless if it's hidden one ear or two ears or a million ears. I, yeah. I just, um, I just, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have this outlet. Like, I yeah. think, I think the version of me before I started doing the show mm -hmm. was a, a, a different, kind of person I, I good or bad well obviously good but do you feel like you was a bad person not a bad person but do you feel like you had a lot to improve on from there to now i i knew that i wouldn't i i didn't listen to people as much as i do now i didn't hold space for people like i do now like i would do Why? A, I Fuck would, them. what are you gonna listen to people for what are you listening to no, people for but no, i'm saying people i care about I <laughs> like i would just i, would, I knew before before I started doing the show and the whole reason I wanted to call it evolving with Corey Castle, you know, was mm -hmm. more, more about the version of me that I become as you listen. Okay. So, it, so it was less about like my name, it's my name. So it's gotta be in the title of the show. I would yeah. be like, you know, the version of me that you're going to hear back in 2017 when I first started the show versus, versus uh, 2023 or current day, whenever you are listening to this, uh, I, I would say that 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 version of me hopefully has evolved. And yeah. I, I think what also uh, I didn't have the capacity to like really share stuff about myself and I wasn't really vulnerable publicly mm -hmm. before I, uh, it, what it changed? Took me a minute. Um, what was the thing? What was the catalyst? Is that the, is that the right yeah. word? The catalyst? I, I think, I think I own I think I always wanted to be the type of person that I'd want to hear. The person mm -hmm. that I'd want to like a, the type of show host that I'd want to listen to. I'd want to be the the type of wrestler that I'd want to watch. I want to be the type of comedian that I'd want to laugh at. Like I'd want to make sure I think I think I got that through this evolving process. I don't think yeah. I had that at first. I think at first I I was probably really self-doubting. Mm -hmm. uh, like, like now I can, I can confidently say I would pay money to see me. If I wasn't mm -hmm. me, I'd lay my money down and I'd come watch me. Like I, I, I have the marketability now that I'm, yeah. I'm certain that like, there's nobody else like me. Like, yeah. sure, there's people that are similar to me in some ways, but there's nobody else who's exactly me the same way mm -hmm. that there's nobody else who's exactly you. Absolutely. So, that's something that that came through having conversations with people and really learning from what their life lessons are and uh and, and really being like well if i if i didn't take the time and hold the space for somebody to tell me what their life lessons were i wouldn't have caught the valuable lessons that i needed to catch yeah so <laughs> i like it, that though <laughs> I was like, this thing, I couldn't say nothing. I was like, all right, I dig that. I can, I, I definitely understand that. Um, what were you saying? I, I just, dude, my, my friend just brought up, brought up something you said to me on the episode that we did uh, a couple years ago. And what was that? You, he said that you had asked me 
why I hadn't moved to New York yet. Yeah. And, and I said, I, I didn't, I couldn't afford it or something, something like that. And mm -hmm. he said that you told me to rob somebody. Probably. He's like, yeah, just go and rob somebody. You'll be all right. Just rob somebody. But well, hopefully you didn't really rob nobody because then you would have to always rob people in order to even sustain, sustain anything. If I, had, I, if do, I had robbed somebody, I would have maybe yeah. moved to New York by now. Yeah. I feel like here's the thing. Like outside looking in, New York is expensive outside looking in. But once you get here, it kind of the, the amount of work that you put in and the amount of exposure that you get from the work that you put in, it kind of starts to balance out. Like I know that if I lived anywhere else, I would be fine. I will I can live in any suburb in America, but living in New York, I live in a I live in a nice two bedroom apartment, but I know I can have more with what I have now than if I lived outside. But I just know I not the opportunities, but the exposure that I get from here. Like there's some times where I'm like lazy and I'm like, man, I don't have nothing going on. I don't want to do shit. And then phone rings, you get a text or you get a DM or whatever. And that shit just, the the fact that I'm accessible keeps me working. That somebody can just be like, yo, can you fill in the spot at this club? Or, yo, can you can you come do this club or whatever? And I can make money that way. So that's the thing that always kept me in New York. And also that's the thing that's like, really important to why I tell people to live here because I'm like even if you're failing you can still you're still in the fucking the pool where if you're good somebody's gonna fucking pay you to do it where if you live in the outskirts or something you gotta work I feel like you gotta work twice as hard you gotta double down on the internet like there was a very long time in New York where I didn't like where I was living in New York and I was doing comedy but I didn't I don't have an internet presence now but I didn't give a fuck about it because I didn't really see the benefit of it until it started to change shit here in New York where comics who have like hundreds of thousands of followers are bumping comics who have maybe 50,000 or 40,000. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is another thing that I got to do in order to move up the rungs or the ranks a little bit. But I appreciate living here. And whenever I tell people, that they should move here. That's my reasoning. Because I'm like, yo, you're just in it. So, and you're, and as long as you just do what you're supposed to do and you're running around and you're doing your spots, shit just happens and it comes together. Dude. You won't even think about it. You won't even think about not making money because you will be. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, man. I'm just rambling, but that's no, that was my whole thing. Like anyone I've ever told to come to New York who did it, they still here and they fucking working. Ian Finance, Ian Finance is fucking killing it. I remember he made me do his, not made me, but we were. At, he used to have a, a show in Delaware at some pizza shop, and we were sitting outside, and he was asking me all these questions. So I'm like, move to New York, X, Y, and Z. And like a couple months later, maybe a year later, little he showed up with his fanny pack and his little mullet. You know Ian, right? You know Ian Finance, right? I don't know. You don't know Ian? Oh, no. man. I thought I you knew Ian. Nah, man. I'm, yeah. 
I mean, maybe, maybe, and I just don't. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think we've ever met. But I know. Oh, shit. For some reason, but y'all met. I know he's friends. Because if you know Zach. Foley, then you would know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I go back to the I met Foley the same time I met you. Back, oh, okay. Back okay. in the Raven days. Yeah. The same time I met Chris. But that's so Ian is at well, you don't know Ian, so it's hard to explain it. But Ian he came right after that. So right after me, like me and Derek and Chris and Foley and all of us start coming to New York, then there was a new crop, which was like Ian and um Brian Six and all those guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I I guess I I stepped back from comedy there for a minute. Mm -hmm. At the Raven, the Raven Lounge. Man, that shit was great. Yeah. Yeah. They still go on. I I think so. I think so. I I haven't I don't go down there. I don't go down there very much. Um mm. I think you know, it's it's tough for me to to justify uh staying out till 3 or 4 in the morning and going yeah. you know what I mean? Cuz like How far do you live from there? From Raven? A half hour maybe? Mm. Half hour maybe. But uh okay. You know, there's there's you know, you 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 don't get to go up until like one o'clock in the morning sometimes. Damn, they still do that. God damn. So who's the first half of the show for? I I've no dude. I, I haven't been there since back in the day, so I, I don't really. Know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so yeah, no, I, we used to do that two part shit. We used to do the right the the early like. I hate. I liked going on the last part if I was working on shit. Like, if I had a feeling that what I was about to say wasn't that funny, I'm like, let me just do the last part. Everybody's kind of drunk, and I can kind of muscle my way through the material and really figure it out. But the up top half, that's showcase side. That's right. when you like, I got the set I want. I I I know I'm just going to go and fucking bat, 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 and hit him over the head and keep it moving. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. I, I I never got into the showcase side of the Raven. I wasn't I wasn't good enough. Nah, you probably didn't show up enough. Yeah, th probably a little bit of that. A little a little yeah. bit of like, I wasn't as committed to any of that. I don't think I don't think I took comedy seriously uh, back yeah. then at all. I that's fine. I, if you gave me the option to slam people on their head or tell jokes, I'm slamming people on their head. I'm doing tornado DDTs. I get all that shit. If I could be a wrestler, I would. You you absolutely could be, man. I can't. I got you, back you issues. I'm my hamstrings are tight. I'll be like, uh, who do I don't want to take any jabs at anybody. So I'm trying to think of like a sluggish big guy who shouldn't be that sluggish. I don't know. I'm gonna <laughs> keep my mouth shut. Almost. <laughs> ah, nope. Yeah, man. Uh, you you definitely have the personality for it and the product knowledge for it, like mm -hmm. to be a part of the wrestling business. I think like you've always kind of had that. Yeah. Like you've always kind of had like a like a like a the, the same entertainer's mindset that pro mm -hmm. wrestlers. Like, and I think a lot a lot of comics do. Mm -hmm. like it's part of like that 
we we've got we've got the damage you know yeah we've got we've got the damage that lends to the damage for pro wrestlers dude i would definitely i would do it like if i could be involved in any way like like not once i'm done with comedy but once i get to a certain point in comedy where it's not calling for me as much and i'm not like or I don't feel the need to run around and do as many spots and work shit out where I'm just like, eh, I'll do it when I feel like it. I would definitely, I would want to either do the management thing, like be the fake in-ring manager talking shit about people, or be like, even if I had to start off like a hype man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even to start off as like, uh, you like so do you watch, uh, you don't watch AEW at all, do you? Did you see where uh, Rick just, Ross came out? stopped watching it uh, oh, okay. i just recently stopped watching it i i uh, i was i was doing the whole um collision i was watching collision every saturday the saturday mm-hmm. show that was being that was being booked like a wrestling show and it yeah. was, i think cm punk was was booking that show and now they mm. just they just fired cm punk so damn I, I don't really have a i don't really have a desire like i don't feel like there's anything in it for me it just feels like it just feels like friends playing pro wrestlers. Right, so you know more than I do because you're you're an actual wrestler. Actual? You how it? It? <laughs> yeah, you like that, but you see what I did right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're an actual wrestler, so you cool, see sir. it different than me. You see right. the whole... To me, I'm just I love the theatrics of it. I look at it as improv with physicality, even though it's not improv. It's like sketch and all that shit, but they slamming people on their necks and all that shit. I would you do what Rick Ross do. I would be like in ring entertainer. I take a couple of bumps, but I don't think I would be the one dishing out the bumps. Do you be bigger? Unless than it was him. like a fucking. Unless you be like bigger than every wrestler. Every wrestler he, on the show. <laughs> Yo, but I can't be like the the celebrity dude can't be not celebrity, but I can't be coming in there choke slamming anybody. I'm not Jake Paul or not Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Yeah, dude. He, who's he's actually good. good. Who's yeah. actually fucking good? Yeah. Yo, I was like, ah, here we go. I'm about to stop watching. And then you just see the moves that he did. I'm like, these guys like, are actually a good wrestler. It's like it's like somehow he's built for it. Like somehow, yeah. like he it, he must have been somebody who grew up watching it. Yeah. Like he, nobody just is that good. Like nobody just like picks it up that quick and no picked it up and ran with it. Ran and, with it. I and say, combine that with good coaching. Good yeah. coaching. Uh, what up? Well, he also came in in a good angle. He came in as a heel, right? Or just not even a heel, just an unlikable character and all that stuff. And I feel like most of the time when they bring in celebrities to wrestle or do that run, they're never healed. They're always like babyface and all that Mm -hmm. shit. And they got to be likable. Like they did that with Ronda Rousey where she came in and she was like babyface and all that shit and Bad Bunny. And they're like, all right, you know, like we'll be bad. And then fucking Logan. I'm saying it right. It's Logan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Logan Paul fucking coming there. Even his, even his, I don't want to say outfit, even his ring attire is dope. It's like yeah. the, um, what is that shit called? Uh, Cobra Kai ish, where he looks oh, yeah, like yeah. the bad guy from Cobra Kai. I was like, yo, he, he got consultant or something. Somebody sat down and was like, yo, this is the direction we should move you in and this, that, and yeah, the third. They, 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 
I think that they have what's called creative services up in mm -hmm. WWE and they okay. like map out, they like map out what they think your attire should be. Yeah. Like they map out like what they think. Like I know that they did that with like the undertaker back in the day. There's like blueprint drawings of what yeah. the undertaker would eventually come to look like. Okay. So I didn't know I that. I think they still do that. I'm not certain. But I would definitely be a writer for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, if I could write for anything, it'll be it'll either be a, a TV series or a wrestling. But I heard that you can't be a wrestling fan and write for wrestling. I don't know if that's true. That they want fresh takes, so they don't want like super fans and people who are just going to repeat storylines from back in the day. Um, I think. I think that that idea is kind of dumb. Like, I think mm. only people who, not only people, I don't want to say only, I'm not excluded anybody, but I think you'd have to be somebody who's familiar with the product, familiar mm. with the, the presentation of professional wrestling to be able to tell a, like a, a wrestling story, yeah. a, a write a wrestling story. Like, because otherwise it's just going to be nonsense, right? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's the way they do it. I, I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I've never applied to be a writer for the WWE. Uh, I should. I may. I, I think I may. If, if you go try. on to recruit.wwe.com, uh -huh. you can submit a like a, a package of, of some sort to get to get yourself a job there if you'd like. Try to get a writer's job. WWE. I mean, I'm but, literally uh, typing it in right now. Just like, hey, <laughs> just in case. Do you? Do you? And uh, how? How long have you and your wife been married now? You just we've been we've been married for five. We've been together for seven years. You you guys talk about having kids? Yeah, we want kids, but we want to get this money first. We want to travel first. <laughs> Cause we really do. We going to Sweden in twenty days and like. Not 20 days, but today's date. We're going to Sweden in like 24 days. I'm doing a little tour in Sweden. So I'm going to be, yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a couple of cities. We're doing uh, Malmo, Gutenberg. Uh, what else? Copenhagen. That's in Denmark. It's like one more. It's like one more place, but we're bouncing around, going to different uh, cities. That shit going to be fun. We went to London a couple months ago. I think maybe like four months ago we were in London. What's, what's the, the Africa? Like? What's the London comedy scene? Fun. London was yeah. fun. I think whenever I heard about the comedy scene in London, it was always from like the 90s, right? Like people go, eh, London sucks, it's this and that. They don't get it. I went out there. It seems modern. It seems it's no place is New York. And I think it's very unfair to compare any other place in New York. L.A. ain't New York. Chicago ain't New York. No place is like New York. New York is just its own spot, especially for comedy. There's an industry out here, right? Out there, everything is spread out. Like, there's a lot of comics doing it, but not that many of them are, like, doing one show and then running to another show and trying to get five sets in, right? And I think when your scene isn't like that, it's a little different. When it's when everybody's ripping and running, then comedy is, then comedy is an industry there, right? That means there are people coming to shows. There are a lot of comics. is a demand. The comedy is big there, but it's... It's not like you can run around and do five shows a night. But 
I, the comics that were on the show were funny. I did maybe, I did four shows. Yeah, I was there for 10 days. I did four shows, maybe five. And every show I was on, there was always comics on there killing it. And I don't know if that was just the shows I was on, but every show I was on, motherfuckers was killing it. And I remember hearing like, oh, English comics, they, they talk slow and this, that, and the third. They, they don't really have the tools that American comics had. And a lot of these people were fucking murdering. They were going up fucking slain. And I think comedy has changed because of the internet. Before, you just, you would, if you wanted to study comedy, you would just watch a tape, right? You would watch your favorite comic. You had to go to like a Blockbuster or a Netflix or a library or, or know someone who had like a DVD or whatever. So your, your knowledge of comedy was whatever you had access to and whoever you can see on TV. But now that the internet exists, you can study whoever the fuck you want. You can watch as much comedy as you want. And I think that's what's happening now is that all these places, especially London, we have comics who are growing up off of watching the shit online so they can just sit home and do a crash course and fucking watch like 10 hours of stand up and study it. Structure a set and, and Yo. structure jokes and really build. Yeah, that's, that's it awesome. was different. Like I remember, I when I was going out there, people were like, oh, I heard they suck out there. I heard it's gonna be terrible. They gonna do twenty minutes, only fifteen gonna be funny. That wasn't the case. Most of the shows I was, all of the shows I went to, people were going up there, and I would sit in the room and watch. People were going up there and smashing and having a good time. And if they weren't smashing, they were still. Uh, comedically savvy enough where I'm like, oh, this person understands timing. It's fast. It's They build up a, a rapport with the audience quickly. So I had a good time over there. Um, you ever see the documentary? About uh, what? I think it's called I Need You to Kill. It's like, um, it's like Tom Segura, like before he was famous, like before anybody ever knew who he was. It was like him and a bunch of other guys. I forget who else was on it, but it was like, it was like they went on a tour in China. I think um, uh, Jamie from the Laugh Factory like sent them oh, to China. Yeah, Chad Daniels, Pete Lee, and Tom Segura. Yeah, Chad Daniels, yeah, Pete Lee was on it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this later. And it it was them doing comedy in China. In, I did comedy in, in China. Uh, yeah, rad. So then you would yeah. probably really like this documentary. All right, how what was their experience? Did they have a good time or were they bitching? Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like they were killing yeah. it. it. It seemed like they were having a really good time. Uh, I think was it uh, during the during the show? I think Tom Segura did a thing where he just started speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. He just started speaking Spanish in between the show, and then and then he like stopped and he was like, "What was that like for you guys? Were you uncomfortable with not understanding what I'm saying?" <laughs> Now you know how I feel. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, all right, I'll watch it. I'll check that out. Just just a few more things, man, and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. All right, why the hot dog, though? Uh, that's, why that's, I got to get that's, a hot dog? That's, that's an that's a, that's a indie, indie wrestling payday joke. They go, oh, oh, okay, they okay. They don't pay their talent. They just give them a hot dog and a handshake as their payment. Oh, well, Two Ray, there's a comic named Two Ray. He used to say, don't eat the chicken wings. If you ever do a hood show or a show that you're not too sure if they're going to pay you or not, don't eat them chicken wings. Don't eat any of those food. Don't eat any of that food until you get your money. 
Because so, like, like that similar thinking. Yeah, they be like, you ain't right. You had a good time, man. Look, you we 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 figured something out, but you good. You not you not hungry no more. So <laughs> that was a very uh, important lesson early on. Get your money. That's some that's some carny tactics. Yeah, stand up is very carny. Like, yes, and yeah. wrestling. Same, same thing. Yeah. yeah, we're 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 on the same wavelength. Exact same. Uh, so I uh, do the segment that I call comedy time or audio time travel. I, okay. I I believe you did it last time. I'm not sure if you remember, but probably not. Right. I'm beyond. <laughs> you didn't remember the djembe drum. Yeah, you, you watch the episode. Did you have the djembe drum in the first episode? Probably. Asher, Ash, your producer. Is he there now? <laughs> I don't have a producer. Oh, shit, my bad. I'm my producer. <laughs> there is no All producer. Right. But I'll ask myself ask later yourself. today. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go back into the archives and check it out. But uh, audio time travel is, I'll say that this 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 footage, this recording, this audio is being listened to by somebody twenty years into the future, right? Yes. So oh yeah, we did this before. Your your wife, your your kids, uh-huh. uh, they're gonna they're gonna hear this one day, uh, and they're gonna hear a timestamp of right here and right now. What yeah. are the words that you're saying to them to inspire them to be a better version of themselves? My kids, I'm like, take your ass to sleep. Put that phone down. Take your ass to sleep and cut them lights out. That's what I'll tell my kids. You better cut them lights out. I don't know why. I just feel like that's what I heard a lot growing up. Cut them lights out. I can't sleep. You better figure it out. You better shut your eyes. Like, that was the cure to sleep. You just couldn't sleep. Close your eyes. Sit still. Lay there. Um, I don't know. I'd say don't take everything so serious. I guess that would be my answer. I feel like that was my answer the first time is don't take everything so serious and enjoy this shit. And it'd be the same thing, man. Learn from your mistakes. Take lessons, not losses. And uh, yeah, it's just enjoy this shit because it's going to end. It's going to die. So why be so fucking, like Joker said, why be so serious? You're going to die. So whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Fate is fate is gonna happen. I'm not saying don't try in life or whatever, but like fate, whatever your fate is, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. So you might as well lean into that shit. Have fun in life. Don't be a, a bad person. Don't be an asshole. And just yeah, man, fucking be the light, baby. Shine in this bitch. What what I'm picturing is that whoever's listening to this, who's uh, trying to see trying to see what Monroe Martin's like in 2023, is probably also going to be is probably going to be see probably going to be downloading the last episode that we did and be listening to them back to back. They're going to be said the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. They're going to be like, yo, be like, and I thought he was going to give us something new. <laughs> Nah, because that's the most important that's, thing. That's, I feel like in life, dude. That that is, that is something. That is something that doesn't expire. Those words, those words are exact infinity. Yeah, because that's the truth. Like I feel like we all look for secrets, but the secret is, is like you were like my wife used to say this to me because like, like bad, not bad shit, but one time like 
I forgot what happened. I had lost something and then I didn't get a job, didn't get a gig and all these things were just happening back to back. She was like, I think you're attracting bad luck to you. And I was like, I think so. too, Because just like your, like your outlook on life sometimes when you're just so in your head and you're just like, whoa, it's me that you forget that you're just attracting that shit to you. So if you just let loose a little bit, loosen the fuck up, and have fun with whatever situation you're in, as long as it's not like a dire situation, as long as you're not on the street getting your ass whooped or in a dangerous situation, you good and just fucking have fun and keep creating and do shit that make you scared in a good way. Don't like, if it's some like stupid shit, don't do it. But like, do think like if, if you're like, oh man, I got a talent, but I'm afraid that everybody will judge me, then you should do it. Cause they they're gonna judge you regardless. They're gonna judge you if you do it or don't do it. They either gonna say, "Ah, oh, this nigga always t-. sorry to drop the n word on your podcast." They're gonna be like, "Oh, this motherfucker always talking. They ain't never gonna do it." And now you gotta deal with that. Or would you rather them say shit like, "Ah, you know, such and such doing this little thing, but they ain't really that good at it." You least in action. You're at least doing something. You're at least fucking taking risk, and that's way better than not doing it. People, people who say things are always going to be there saying things. Like, yeah, no matter what you do, whatever, whatever you do or you don't do, there's going to be somebody there who's going to say some stuff. Uh, and if you ain't doing, you're going to be the person talking. That's, that's those are the, you're either a spectator or you're a participator. The, those who can't talk, they don't talk at all. You know what? There was a, I remember LeBron posted. This thing a long time ago was called the man in the arena. And that was basically like what that whole thing was. It was just like, yo, like only the people who are in the arena and and giving their lives every day, the gladiators, only they can really talk shit and say things. So they're the ones showing up every day. Everybody else is there for entertainment. They feel emotionally invested, but they have nothing to do with it. So you just kind of got to see that, know that, and then keep it moving. So uh, what I'm obsessed with and as a part of a part of um, why, that, why I wanted to start doing the show, and I, I think mm-hmm. I've said this to you before in the past, but I think, yeah. I think having conversations on the record are important. Having, having, yeah. having the record of us and our friendship and the kind of conversations that we can have is important. I think yes. – I think it like like it's a timestamp on who we are and, uh, and why we're the way we are. Uh, when I when I started doing the podcast, uh, my mom my mom had a CD that she had burnt that was uh, filled with voicemails that uh, her her mom and her her best friend who had passed all on that on that CD. And she said, in justifying doing that, she said, you know. You know, like when somebody dies and you forget what their voice sounds like. Mm. And I was like, I don't ever want that. I don't, I don't ever want that. I don't want I, I, I want I want for for anybody who loves me to be able to go back and watch the evolving of Corey Castle. I want them to be able to hear messages that I've got to say. Like, I want to say on the record to you how mm. important it is to me, how precious and how much I value the currency of your effort and your time because Thank effort you, and effort and time mean more than money these days. Absolutely. It's, it's, you don't get no money if you don't put in effort or time. Right. And it, you know, <laughs> you, you, yeah. 
you really, you really, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to say, like, I, I know, like when I had, when I had cotton on, it was like, <sighs> I, I wanted to say, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to say to him on the record. And I love that. I love that. Like in those conversations, uh, those were early days of me doing the podcast. So we were in the studio and he was uh, like, I was telling him like, I, I know, like, I know that you're going to blow up, but I just want to tell you like before it happens uh, that I already think you're a superstar and I love you and I think you're hilarious. And then he said that all back to me. And the yeah. fact that like, and the fact that like, he not only said that, but he was talking about how much he loved his wife and he was talking like, and the fact that like now, now his daughter's not going to get that. His daughter's not going to yeah. be able to, so she can go back and listen to that one day. I love that that exists. Yeah. I love that that exists. So I want to, I want to uh, give you the opportunity or the platform. You can say anything you want or ask me anything you want on the record. And it absolutely will continue to exist forever. Oh, I get to ask you a question. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't even know. I felt like I asked you so many questions. Like well, I yeah. was, I was the chatty Kathy. I was interviewing you. Um, I don't know. I don't have no questions right now. I'm unprepared. Would I not get the job if this was an interview? No, no it's not. It's not. Like, it's not necessarily something you have to ask me. If you want to tell yeah. me something, if you want to say anything, well, to no, me, I, I definitely. I want you to keep going. I like that you are fucking evolving, and you picked a, a great name because it's evergreen. You can keep doing this podcast, and the reason you said you like doing it, make sure you keep that close to heart. That you want to have this time capsule, and you and you want to just have this these moments that your kids can go back and listen to and all that stuff and just archive. And I think you're on the right track and this is a great show to do that. Let's keep it up. Keep killing it, man. And uh, yeah, try overhead press. Fucking press somebody, do this, and then walk away. Do like, ah, is that, that's a gorilla press? You gotta be on roids to gorilla press somebody. Right? That's called a gorilla press. When it's up and then you drop them, you let them fall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This is the Thank very you. first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Monroe Martin. Yeah. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, how would you take all the most valuable takeaways and wrap them in a pretty bow to send the audience home inspired? My, I thought I did right, but I didn't. Um, well, I mean, I would say, <laughs> look, people, mean, how would Jerry take it after every after, back to the time capsule? Let's go back to the time capsule, fucking Jerry Springer. After we watch people throw around racial slurs and fucking throw chairs at each other, he'd be like, and now here's my final thought. That shit was so yeah. funny to me. Anyway, my final thought is we should all come together and not keep secrets from each other because they're like, dude, just let. Fucking all these people bash each other in the head with chairs. Um, my final thought, people, is uh, take advantage of like you, like that last thing you just said about Chris Cotton is like definitely because I was thinking I'm like fuck I Chris was like that with everybody and the one thing Chris did was he I'm took pretty time he like, talked about you. On one of the episodes that I did with him, he but no, I'm saying Chris was so open that you know he was like an easy person to talk to, and that's a skill in itself. That's like 
I don't know. Everybody can't do that. And he that takes some 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 barriers that you got to get through and some walls that you got to fucking break down. And, and Chris just had that thing of not making people feel special, but making people feel seen and heard and all of that stuff. And, and I feel like we got to keep doing that. Right. We got to keep having these conversations with each other and getting to know each other and and just fucking yeah like making each other feel seen yeah and i'm not even talking about us i'm just talking about in general like your your friends and shit like you were telling me earlier about how you know you started talking to you started making more time for people in your life because they would either tell you like hey man like i don't see you we don't spend time you don't make them feel seen you don't make them not saying you not trying to right, right. say anything yeah. but like you took time and you started prioritizing people in your life and and really making time for them and that's the most important thing i can think of is make time for the special people in your life and the special things in your life cuz you're going to die you going you gonna go. So you might as well go out having fun and partying with the people you you fuck with. I don't know what else to say, uh, I'm, Corey. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when when I had Chris on the podcast for the first time, it might have been right when you were doing Last Comic Standing, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. he was talking about how happy he was that he watched his best friend. He was calling yeah. you his best friend, and he That's was my homie. So I, well, yeah, he's still my homie. So they, it, it might be cool. I'll, I'll try to find that episode and send it to you if you want to listen uh, to it. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do any impressions at all? Nah. If I do, it's probably people we've never heard of. It's like, this my Aunt Jackie. Where y'all go? Where y'all kids go? Go and start giving me some cigarettes. Like, I do those impressions. <laughs> I don't do celebrity impressions. I do impressions of people you can give a fuck about. You don't give a damn. Oh, yeah, man. I <laughs> I do so many impressions of people that only I know and nobody else does. <laughs> yeah. So in your best Aunt Jackie impression, can you wrap yes, up the way we wrap up? You say, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Be fun, have I mean, be safe, have a fuck being safe. <laughs> Why are you being safe? Why are you being safe? Don't be safe. Take chances. That's what Aunt Jackie would say. Take chances, have fun. You only live once. Be responsible, not safe. I don't know. Okay, everybody, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, uh, I want to I let you know how much I appreciate you, how much I appreciate all the, the time and effort that you've spent with me. Uh, I hope I bring some value to your life. I hope these conversations continue to find you well, and I hope you're, you're kind to yourself as much as you possibly can be. Practice grace. I want to let you know as well, Monroe, need, need to let you know, if ever I can be any kind of resource to you, bro, anytime, don't ever feel like you, if, if you need some judgment-free conversation, if you need a friend, don't ever hesitate to call me. You got my number. Don't hesitate to text you, me man. if you ever need me for anything. Don't ever feel alone. And, and that goes to anybody listening to this. Uh, my DMs are always wide open. You can Open you them can DMs up. You can absolutely reach right out to me. I'll reach right back out to you. I'm a real dude. And I, I respect everybody who, uh, who, who comes at me, who sincere and some, some of my, some of my, uh, some of my friends, some of my closest friends right now are people who I've, I've done this to. I've said, my DMS are wide open. 
Reach out to me if you feel like. Well, your closest friend shouldn't be DMing you. They got the, they should have your number. That's what I'm saying. It started that way by me saying this is, this is an option. So, so, you know, continue, continue to do that. If you feel like, if you feel like you've got a question for me, if you want to talk to me about anything, I'm not unaccessible. So thank you, man. Everybody. Thank you for your time. Check yeah, he out. wrapped up better than me. Why'd you make me wrap it up if you said all that poetic shit? Well, because <laughs> that's the hype. Just put my part. voice on it. Just put my voice on all the good shit you said. Yeah, I got just the technology. Yeah, all right. Listen to public. Bro, you gotta come do my podcast. You do. Uh, you play video games? Yeah, dude. All right, yeah, you gotta do my podcast. What do you What do you play on? I do PlayStation. I have a PS Five. What do you got? The Xbox got a- guy. I got a PS4. Oh, that's fine. It's still PlayStation. That's cross-platform. We can play the same uh, games. Yeah, I, I just brought it to my girl's house like last week. Okay, <laughs> so. all right. Yeah, so then you, I'll wait until you bring it back to your crib. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you up. I'll give you enough time. Because you ain't going to really be able to play the way you would play at home. If you, you will be at your girl's crib. It's probably in the living room. Yeah, it's in the living room. Yeah. Bring Here, it back to your like, crib. Yeah. If you do, if you bring it back to where you are right now, and it's perfect, you can play, play it off screen, look at the camera, because I do it like this, and then I'm capturing the gameplay secondary. Nice. I'm, so I'm we're talking how we talk like this. Yeah. So I'll hit you up with a date. Well, my mom never hit me with anything, though. All right. We'll, we'll figure out something, because you wrestle. So that's the reason you comfortable no, there's, with there's damage there, for sure. Yeah, that's how we get to the bottom of it. We'll Let's figure it out. That shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, bro. Have a good All night, right, man. man. Love you, you too, man. Corey. Bye. Love you too, man. Oh, wow.